A little bit earlier this year, I was walking downtown Chicago. I had to get from the train station to the pastoral center, Quigley, if you know where that is, over by Loyola's downtown campus. And I was going up LaSalle Street, kind of walking in a terror. I had to get there in a hurry. And I came across a garbage truck. And if you're familiar with garbage truck drivers, they pretty much drive wherever they want, whenever they want, however they want. And this guy was pulled into an alley, doing his business, and he was sort of blocked, not sort of, he was blocking the sidewalk. The business end was pulled back in the alley, and the front was sticking out into LaSalle Street. It was rush hour, probably a good five or feet or so. Cars were going around him, and I was there. It was a really tight fit in the alley, so I wasn't going to go around and back. And if I went around the front, I'd basically be flirting with death. So, I had to decide, do I wait here for 60 seconds till he finishes his business and moves on, or do I risk death and go out in front? With a choice like that, it was pretty obvious. So I start going around the front of the truck as I wade out into LaSalle Street, and as I get on the other side, I stop dead in my tracks, because there is this little guy. He couldn't have been more than two or three years old. And as you can imagine, this was nirvana for him. He's there at the base of the garbage truck, and he's looking up, and it's taking up the dumpster, and he's just ecstatic. And I saw that for a minute, but where my eyes quickly went was to his dad, because his dad had him by the hand. And I was trying to imagine what was going on. Maybe they were in as much of a hurry as I was, and going, come on, kid, let's go, let's go, and the son being all excited. But I was taken with the look of the father. He was ecstatic. He was ecstatic to be holding his little kid there in front of this smelly garbage truck on a hot summer day that I couldn't wait to get past. And for the rest of that day, and obviously to today, I'm still struck when I think about the look on that dad's face. And they didn't go out there. I'm sure they didn't say, oh, get your shoes on, son. We're going to go watch the garbage truck. It was just there spontaneously, but there was so much joy in his face. And I'm mentioning all of that on Christmas Day because we learn a lot through the son or the daughter. Through the eyes of the son or the daughter, we learn about the parents. And even though this is Christmas Day, to be sure, in no small way, it's also Father's Day and Mother's Day. Because at the end of the day, what do we say about Christmas? God so loved the world that he sent his son. Yes, it's Jesus in the manger, but the whole reason that happens is because the love and the joy of the Father. When the shepherds show up and the angels are singing, they say, glory to God in the highest. They don't say glory to Jesus. The God they're talking about is the one Jesus himself would hear on his baptism and even on the cross. Glory to the Father. And that really is where our hearts and minds are invited to go this day as we look on Jesus in the manger. Again, I'm not downplaying that at all. But if you're like me, Christmas, and you know, for some of us here, maybe this is your third time around, maybe it's your 30th, maybe it's your 60th, and we can all kind of slip into that trap of, okay, run the video again. I've seen this one, it's nice, it's beautiful, the music is amazing. By the way, if you don't get here all that often, come every week. Boy, these guys are, this is just warming up. 
But we can slip into the trap of saying, I know this script. I know what happens. We light another candle in Advent. The baby's there in the manger. All this beauty will be here now for at least a while. And we can forget that when it happened the first time, it was to be not looking at Jesus, but through Jesus, through the eyes and the face of the Son, to see the joy and the love of the Father. And what if we had that sensibility every time we walked in on Christmas Day? Because a lot of us don't hear that love and that delight. And even if we grew up with the most wonderful biological mother and father, and I hope that was all of us, but let's be brutally honest, that isn't always the case as we grow up. There are lots of other voices, I'll call them voices of authority, that we listen to. The voices of public opinion, the voices of our bosses, of our colleagues, of our siblings, the voices of our own self-criticism at times. You're not good enough. Why didn't you try harder? Why couldn't you have had this quality or that quality? And all those voices that are not taking delight in us can lead us to slide into something that devastates what this day is really all about. To look at the joy of the sun And there he is in the manger, and he knows nothing more than the love that he's receiving. And I can only imagine looking at the joy in the face of Mary and Joseph. I have a very good friend. She works in the maternity ward as a nurse. And I asked her one time, you know, what do you love most about your job? And I thought it was kind of a softball question, and she'd tell me about all these beautiful babies that come into the world. And she's a big fan of those, don't worry. But what she said is, I love to see the parents, especially the new parents. I love to look at their faces. And even when there's a tragic situation, God forbid, a a sick child, or sometimes even to lose a child, there's something so powerful in the love of those parents, no matter what the situation. And she says, that imprints something on my heart, no matter how many hundreds of times I've been through this, I never forget. We see the love of the father and the mother through the eyes of the children. And that too is what we're invited to celebrate on this Christmas day. The other thing we learn by looking at the face of the child is how God chooses to love us with an incredible humility, right? In the gospel, remember what the angels say? They say, go and you will see the baby in the manger and this will be a sign. Why is Jesus a sign? Isn't he the the guy himself? What is he a sign of? Again, he's a sign of the Father's love. And this is what that love looks like. It's humble. It's simple. It's not the Father saying, it's all about me. It's saying, look at him, and then you'll know how I love you. That same verse, glory to God, it turns up again much later in the gospel. It turns up when Jesus, now the grown man, is riding into Jerusalem on a donkey, right? The very picture of humility. And they don't say glory to Jesus. They say glory to God. Glory to his Father. So maybe just a little spiritual exercise on this Christmas morning. As we sing about Jesus, we pray about Jesus, all the beautiful readings about Jesus, if we want it to be true for us, if we want to enter into this, not simply watching what Jesus did 2,000 years ago, but if we really want to enter into this dynamic ourselves in 2019, then maybe, and I know this isn't the happiest Christmas thought, but maybe think about where you long for the Father's love. 
maybe where you long to receive that love of God that you hear about and we read about and we pray about and we proclaim, but we don't always feel it in our hearts because we know what it feels like to not be delighted in. We know what it feels like to be criticized. We know what it feels like at times to look in the mirror and not to see someone who we believe anyone takes delight in at times. The love of God, the love of the Father is not a consolation prize. It's all that he has to offer. And what I can promise you, and I really mean this, what I can promise you is that if you can simply go to God in prayer and open your heart, and maybe it comes from looking at Jesus in the manger, maybe it comes from thinking about the glory of Christmas morning, but look through him. Don't let your gaze stop on him and look through him up to the Father and open yourself up to receive the love and the delight that he has in you. It makes a difference. It can be a consolation in the face of criticism. It can be a source of hope in the face of despair. We've all heard a million times, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you. The reason Jesus loves you is because he wants you to hear exactly what he heard on several occasions. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. If it's been a while since you let yourself hear that from God, then listen for that message today because you are a beloved daughter. You are a beloved son. And if that was something that gave glory to God 2,000 years ago, it does no less today. That love makes all the difference.